This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the Goodwood Festival of Speed and also preview the V8 supercars heading to Townsville this weekend. I hope you'll stay with us. First up, and it will be the first time since 1977 at the British Grand Prix that two Australians will be on the grid. Daniel Ricciardo will be joining the HRT Hispania team as he makes his Formula One debut. Ricciardo has been the test driver for Red Bull Racing sister team Toro Rosso and has been asked to step up for the rest of the year, excluding the Indian Formula One Grand Prix. Jim Richard joins us on the line. It's always great to speak to Jim, but I don't ever think I've spoken to you, Jim, before when you've been in England after having enjoyed the Goodwood Festival of Speed. How was that experience? No, it was really good, Craig. It was um, one of those things you don't get a, um, you know, a lot of offers to, to go and do, and we're fortunate enough for that to happen. And um, we ended up uh, driving one of the Porsche Museum cars, which was... Uh, which is terrific. Um, it was called a 961 Porsche, with only one of those in the world, so uh, it was pretty special. What did it feel like? Uh, well, listen, it felt great and uh, powerful and uh, good. It was only a demonstration runs. I mean, it wasn't uh, against the clock or anything like that. Now, you've run at the Goodwood Revival. You've done the Festival of Speed. I imagine getting back to Goodwood would be something that would be on your list of to-dos. Yes, we are. Um, we've been invited back to the revival in September and we've been already invited back for the uh, festival next year. So, yeah, there are things that you, you would come and do again because they are, you know, um, quite special events. Now, you're driving a German car, you're an Australian. How did the crowd react? Uh, no problem, all lovely. <laughs> were, the, were you the only driver of that car across the uh, festival? Uh, yes, there was a journey drive at, uh, on Friday morning, just uh, just uh, you know for a, for a magazine, and then I drive it the rest of the time. But you only have two two runs per day, so it's not that you're going up and down all the time. There's a lot of cars and a lot of different classes to get through. I know you love motor racing and motor racing cars. What were the things that caught your eye at Goodwood? Well, listen, there was two of the um, Auto Union Formula One cars, the V16 models there, and in immaculate condition. There was the uh, Mercedes-Benz Grand Prix cars. There was a, the, the Indy cars were of special attention because it was 100 years of Indianapolis that they were celebrating at the festival. And uh, there was probably 30 Indy cars over there and a lot of the original drivers that drove them. So that, that was brilliant, absolutely. Mm. If you could take one of the cars that you've raced in your career, which one do you think would be a lot of fun to, to go over there and showcase? Well... Listen, I think um, next year we're trying, Kerry Ashwood is trying to get the Nissan the Winfield GDR over there next year. So uh, that would be terrific because it's a car that, uh, you know, there's not that many GDRs about it, vintage uh, racing now over there, obviously, and it has got a great history. So it um, may happen. Would be a car that would really fit the whole festival atmosphere as well. No, it would, because there was a lot of Group A uh, cars there at, at the festival, um, you know, with Steve Saper and Wynn Percy and that, so it would fit in fine, because it's amazing how many people follow the Australian motor racing scene over there. I know it's been suggested to Roland Dane that he should perhaps take one of his uh, one of his older V8 supercars that Triple Eight has built. How do you think that would go down over there? No, it'd be terrific. It really would. I mean... Um, 
that's what they like to see. They like to see something different, and they like to see something from other countries. And uh, I'm sure that would go down really well. Mm. Now, Jim, do you have any other gigs whilst you're over in Europe? Uh, sorry, sorry, did you say anything else to do, did you say? Any other races or drives that you're going to be doing? No, 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 we're just uh, having a look around the country at the moment and uh, we'll be back uh, early next week. Well, we wish you all the best and, of course, uh, you've got a bit of a break now in the Muscle Car Master Series until uh, the uh, Father's Day long weekend. No, exactly, no, uh, we're looking forward to that and I'm sorry for that poor section that we've run over here. No worries at all. Thanks very much, Jim Richards, for your time. Thanks, Greg. Mike. The V8 Supercars head to Townsville this weekend and Greg Murphy will be sporting a new look Pepsi Max Commodore. Ben Beasley has the details. Greg Murphy has always been a driver to watch in V8 Supercars and this year has been no exception. Sponsor Pepsi Max is running a program that sees the Holden change its appearance every three events. The latest look incorporates Pepsi Max Ceasefire Lime and Doritos Burn chili-flavoured corn chips. The cool-to-burn scheme has impressed many at the team, including boss Todd Kelly. This particular livery is probably the most exciting one that we've had. I've seen it in concept and I walk past the sign shop every day to see the progress of it and this has only just been sticking up a few minutes ago now and it's just everyone that walks past it is completely blown away. The man in charge of bringing the scheme to life is Tim Pattinson. Changing the look of the Pepsi Max crew Commodore is time-consuming, but thanks to the latest technology, it's all worth the effort. The ability to wrap a car means that yeah, the limits is, you know, the sky of what you can think of um, as to what goes on the car. So you can put any type of grey, any type of fill, um, pretty much anything you can possibly imagine, the most out there, crazy art possible, um, and get it to appear on the car. The constant fresh look has rubbed off on Murphy, who is enjoying one of his best seasons in years. Race engineer Barry Ryan believes it's not a case of if Murphy wins, rather when he takes the chequered flag. We don't want to fall into podiums, we want to get genuine podiums. and um, Yeah, I think we're not too far away. Two or three rounds away maybe, you know, Bathurst would be a good one. Top step, so that's what we're aiming for. This weekend, Sucrogen Townsville 400 will ironically mark Murphy's 400th start and he continues to impress the Kelly operation. Well, I've been extremely impressed with how Murph has just grabbed this whole thing this year with Kelly Racing and Pepsi Max and just ran with it. Like, he's training unbelievably hard in the gym. He's, he's giving it everything he's got, and his performance on the track has been outstanding. So, um, for Murph, I can't see a, a more cool car and a, and a better way and a, a better environment to be in for his 400th race. The cools of burn Pepsi Max crew Commodore takes to the streets of Townsville for practice on Friday. As the Gold Coast Armour Oil 600 continues to build momentum, this week it was announced that American driver Boris Said will be returning to drive in the Armour Oil 600 and Alex Davison in the Irwin Tools Falcon will have an old teammate from his Porsche days in Europe joining him on the grid. Ben Beasley again. Mark Lee might not be a household name in Australia, but with race wins in some of the world's most prestigious sports car races, including his fourth outright victory at last weekend's Nürburgring 24-hour in Germany, he was a sought-after driver for October's Armoral Gold Coast 600. The German will drive the Irwin Racing Ford with former Porsche teammate Alex Davison. I'm wrapped because, you know, he's an ultra-talented guy. Um, he's really fast, he'll, he'll have no dramas adapting and getting into it, he's got so much experience and, uh, and it's you know, great driving 
also with a close friend. We need, we've been looking for an excuse to get him out to Australia, let alone do a race here. So, no, it should be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, he was uh, always telling me how good these cars are and how, how fun they are to drive, you know, with a lot of horsepower and uh, very close competition. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Although Lieb acknowledges he has plenty to learn about the unique Aussie V8s, his experience in adapting to new race cars and different tracks is not new. It's just really a, a big issue always to go to a new street circuits and to get to know the, the lines and the braking points. I think it's very hard, but it's a big challenge. And uh, but I think Alex will help me a lot and uh, should be okay. Davison currently sits eighth in the V8 championship, but has no qualms about letting a rookie take the wheel for two crucial races on the streets of Surface Paradise. I really rate the way that the sports car drivers go about their thing. Um, you know, you still have to be really, really quick in that type of racing, but there's obviously an emphasis on keeping the car straight, keeping it on the track, staying out of trouble. In the coming weeks, further drivers will be confirmed to fill the remaining seats for the October V8 race. And finally, one young Australian looks to be heading overseas for the Karting World Championships. Lee Hanacek has the details. Queensland kart racer Aidan Wright is getting set for the biggest race meeting of his flourishing career in Italy this weekend. The Cairns driver will become the first Australian to contest the Under-18 World Karting Championship when he lines up in this weekend's opening round to be held in Ortona. It will be the first time Australia has had a representative in a CRK FIA recognised World Karting Championship in 10 years. It's a three race series, uh, it heads to Italy and then France, then Bahrain. Uh, 28 countries are in the series and 83 competitors. It should be really good. I'm really looking forward to testing my skills against the world's best. While aiming for victory, Wright is realistic about his goals for the weekend ahead in the event where all drivers will be using identical engines, tyres and fuel. I'm aiming for a top five finish. Um, I think that that's reasonable, but top 10 would be of course, great. Um, yeah, top five would be excellent. Of course, we're on a win, but yeah. Wright flew out of Australia on the weekend to begin preparation for this weekend's event, which begins on Friday. My thanks to Lee Hanacek, Ben Beasley, and of course, Jim Richards joining us there from Europe. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.